good morning and welcome welcome back great to be back jules is fired up everybody's fired up for another noodleberg daily huddle so So, uh, i love with you guys a couple of things um jake knocked it out of the park yesterday i heard from so many people about how great you know yesterday was and he was just lit up full of passion really getting after it so it was super cool the old ball coach came out of him yesterday yeah it was uh it was very cool um and and a few of my clients and friends have asked if jake could talk to them you know which is you know it's really incredible um you i loved your text in the morning nothing like a day trip yeah i mean like going so going to the airport with nothing other than your backpack is just the greatest experience because it's yeah light. it's you're light you know that there's there's no real worries so it was uh it was awesome and you know it was it, it was really cool because the ceo of the company fresh edge who we met with yesterday is greg and greg asked me at the end of the meeting he said so am i am i correct in saying that you're going back tonight and i said yeah and he said oh man after my own heart because they own and operate local produce distributors all over the country. So he's constantly visiting their sites. And he said, everybody knows when I come into town, it's a tight schedule for me there because I'm out of Indy on the first flight and I am back to Indy on the first flight possible at the end of the day. So like, you know, that that's his style of, of day trips to wherever he goes. And it was fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a little rough by the end of the day, you know, landing in Miami because I couldn't get direct to and from Fort Lauderdale. So I was direct from Lauderdale. Then I was direct back to Miami. But I was home by 10 o'clock. I was sleeping by 10.30. And back in the gym this morning at 5.15, doing the whole thing. So like, you know, it was right back into my groove and my routine, which I think is really important. I think that's awesome and a very productive trip. Congratulations. You get to ring the bell in the office. So. There's a there's a big bell being rung this morning. Um, yeah, but but really just excited about being able to build them a platform so that they can create what we're calling Fresh Edge U, which is an unbelievable curriculum of high performance habits, of financial literacy, and helping their presidents of all of their operators around the country really step up their game in both leadership and operations. So really cool stuff. Very nice. While you were out playing, <laughs> I, I, uh, I too was on the road yesterday. I was up in Boca and I got to work with uh, the Bank United uh, corporate team, which was really, really cool. And so this guy, Jeff, comes in and he's basically a clone of me. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> he's wearing a blazer, the, the white sneakers. So, you know, instant bonding instant fun time and there's nothing like getting in front of a group of people who are ready to hear it ready to get better they were like yeah we we've been following you bring it give it to us get better and so really i went went off script i just sort of did some of my presentation and then just got into a deep dive conversation and they were all very appreciative so it was great Thank you, Jerry, for extending my services throughout uh, Bank United. So that was new for me, uh, but great and fun and good stuff. And just kind of validates where we are because everybody in the room was very successful. They were like, wow, you have really changed the way I view this stuff. 
And it's like, you do that in 90 minutes. I said, it's only a start, man. You know? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we're going to do something similar next week when we go up to the Harbin Agency on Wednesday, another day trip. This one's slightly easier to Atlanta. Jake and I will be on that trip. But I do have a shout out for Jake, Sarah, and Shay because, you know, I was kind of locked in the room for a few hours. I came out of the meeting and had a text thread of 56 text messages that was in that OTB action group. And I said, hey, what do I need to know here? And it was like, nothing really. We got it done. We executed this, this, and this. Review this. And I was like, look at you guys. This is awesome. We know what we're doing. You know what the best part of all of that is? You weren't a part of any of it. not a part of any of it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Man. Yeah, really good, good stuff. So great job by the team of just making it happen when we were out of town and speaking and doing and just uh, I think that's the most important part of, of the team is passing ownership and passing responsibility and letting people operate on their own. And they did a great job. Yes. You're, a, you're a great leader. It's fun to watch. So today is Huddler in the Hot Seat. We have my friend Henry Paisano who's going to join us. You know, there are, you know, when people describe like who you are to other people, the, the word colorful comes to mind. Yeah. He's a great human. I've known him a long time. He's just great in terms of his experience. And he's going to spend uh, some time with us this morning sharing his life experiences, um, which are plenty, man, the stories this guy could tell. Um, but we'll start off with some, uh, we'll wake this thing up. And then we have his wake up, uh, his walk up music, which is incredible. Let's do it. way to start the morning. Good morning, Henry Paisano. Welcome to be the huddler in the hot seat. Thank you. And it's a, what a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, I was looking forward to the hot seats. I hope it ain't get, don't get too hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know I'm, I'm positive that you're going to have some great perspective and some great stories to share but can you give everybody kind of the Cliff Notes version of how you came out of the gambling industry and working for Hard Rock and entered into your entrepreneurial journey of, you know, Paisano destinations and how it all happened? Well, I mean, I started out as an entrepreneur, you know, after, uh, you know, I, I left college after two years and uh, I, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, born in Naples, Italy. Um, I came here when I was eight years old, legally. I had a 
Okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so um, yeah, I was an entrepreneur actually first, and actually everything I ever done in my my career. I, you know, you acted like an entrepreneur, you know, even though you're in corporate, you know, but still with it, with a, uh, you know, an entrepreneurial sort of uh, way to go about business. Were you so, also a legal entrepreneur? I know you came over here legally, but you, was your entrepreneurship also legal? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you leave school after two years to start your own thing? What was really the nest egg for that? The thing was that it wasn't really for me school, you know, and okay. then I turned around and I opened up a pool hall at 19 years old. And at 21 years old, I had a cafe. Don't forget, I'm from, Nor you know, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. So I'm just, you know, a kid from Jersey trying to make a day's pay, you know, down here in South Florida, you know. So sure. what happened was, what happened was, you know, I left school and uh, and I got into a pool hall, me and my partner, Rick. And then from there, I, uh, you know, we opened up wrote the Roseville Cafe and um, I was gambling at, uh, at the casinos down in Atlantic City, 1978. And uh, just happened that, you know, we walked into the Bally's Park Place for a, interview for a friend of mine, not even me, but we met, I met Mr. Sam Hogan, which was unbelievable. And I thought he was a stiff, you know, guy with a suit and tie, you know, whatever. And, um, he's like, and I'm asking him like, what do you do? You know? And he's like, and he's like, wait, what do you do? I said, well, I'm, I'm a businessman. I said, I have stocks in valleys and everything. I'm like 22 years old. And, um, you know, he sent me a beautiful letter. That's how I got into the casino business. Actually, by him recognizing that, you know, they needed the help, first of all, because Atlantic City was just opening. And uh, he sent me a beautiful letter saying, you know, he's going to pay for my school. He was going to pay for my license. And uh, he needed, they needed city kids, you know, kids that grew up, you know, especially with an entrepreneurial spirit to get into the business. And um, I couldn't, you know, refuse. I went back to my partner and said, look, I'm leaving. I'm going down to Atlantic City. And I opened up Park Place as a craps dealer. Wow. wow. That's how I started. Yeah. And what, yeah, what, what and was it like coming up then? Because then I think you had something like a 20-year career inside of the casinos. What was it like years. opening up? 42 years. Excuse me. So what was it like opening up the, that early casino and being fresh and coming through that chain and, and watching the way gambling changed over the years? Well, the, you know... Uh, Back then, I mean, it, it, you know, it was really interesting, right? Like, we just didn't open Bally's Park Place. We opened up a gambling city, which was only the second city in the entire country to have gaming. And it was an East wow. Coast city. So it wasn't, you know, like, it, it only happened once before. It was Las Vegas. We were just sure. the second city to ever. So that was the experience, I think, you know. And, and it was great, Mark. We're all young. Casinos were opening every six months. More people, more young people were coming in. The town was exploding, you know. So the, the, the 80s was probably the best of Atlantic City, you know. So we had, you know, and then the thing is that you had to be good and you had to be good quick, you well, know. So and, my question about that is, were you flying by the seat of your pants and yeah. just like whatever happens, happens? Or did you have anybody that had done it in oh, Vegas that was helping oh, yeah, you in Atlantic mm -hmm. City? Yeah, no, no. We, well, we went to school. You know, we went to ballet school. 
and uh, Cadillac Bob was my teacher. Of course. Right. 30 years, 30 years grinding. Yeah, 30 years grinding on the strip. He, he dealt to everybody, really uh, very, so efficient in his game. He was like, he was unbelievable. He taught us, you know, all the mechanics. And, you know, the one great thing about, you know, having mentors, you know, you guys, we all speak about having the men. He was my first mentor in the business. Uh, he actually recruited me over to go work at Golden Nugget with Steve Wynn, which became really my, that really solidified me into the business. And, uh, and you know, and one of the great, he, and he taught me one of the greatest stories ever when he told me I don't know shit. You what know? was it? What was the story? <laughs> Well, he, uh, you know, I was at Golden Nugget, Atlantic City, working for Steve Wynn, and uh, and 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 Cadillac Bob was my shift manager. So I go on break. I'm in the dice pit. I'm, you know, I'm my first suit and tie job. You know, I thought I made it. You know what I mean? I thought I was, the, you know, I, I made it, and which I didn't. So I'm walking with <laughs> Cadillac Bob, and I'm like, I could run this joint. Now, I'm in the racket maybe a year and a half. All right. I could run this joint. What the, right? He goes, I me, mean, you don't know shit. I go, what? He goes, just like that. He took me over to blackjack. Do you know, you know the procedures in blackjack? I said, I know how to play it. He took me to roulette, took me to baccarat, took me to the cage. He says, you don't know nothing. You won't last five minutes. Okay? The next day, well, true story. The next day, Steve, I went right to I went and signed up for blackjack school. And then I went to Baccarat school, then roulette school. He was right. And the thing is that taught me was that you gotta, you gotta know your business. You have to learn it. You have to be part of it. You know, you can't be a one, you know, one trick pony. It just, it doesn't work, you know? Sure. So that's uh, yeah. So that he taught me one of the biggest lessons. You don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I met you when you were at Moderano, you were at the original yes. Moderano. Yep. And I was working with a bunch of the Dolphin players and everybody said, uh -huh. we got to go to Moderano. And basically, and you tell me if I'm telling a story, if you didn't know you, you didn't get in the restaurant. Back then, I mean, you know, I was actually came to Florida to work for the boats. You know, remember the gambling boats, Steve? Sure. You know, Okay, that's that was my original job here. Um, I left them because it just wasn't like it, I was working. I was used to working in big stores, so I left. And so I was waiting. So as soon as I left them, Hard Rock broke ground. So I said, so, and Steve grabbed me. Says, "Listen, you want to come in with me because my mom can't work the door any longer." And uh, and that's what happened. That's why. And you know, and the thing is, it wasn't that. It was just it was Steve that he didn't want. No one, and I've come out of the, I come out of the casino business, and I'm talking about like high end guys coming into that joint. You know what I mean? And Steve was like, "I don't care. They wait." I go, "Steve, these are the people that are going to come in the summer." He didn't care who you were. You know what I mean? Uh, so I did give you change his mentality? Were you able to to well, morph him we, a little we, bit? Well, well, listen, that that's a whole nother program. We we got. <laughs> That, that was that you know but but now he's on open table which is fascinating 20 years later he's on open table which before he tried to keep it you know and mark i'll give you off, offline i'll give you some stories that's amazing 
Oh yeah, no, he was it, it was it was crazy. But but what it did for me though, Mark and Steve, what happened is that I'm waiting for Hard Rock to open, right? I was going there to go to work, and I was at the door at Moderano's. Not and at the time, everyone came to Moderano's. It was it was on. I mean, it was on, right, Steve? It was like the windows were shaking. It was insane. I mean, literally, the whole exactly. restaurant was celebrities. Was yeah. Like- yeah, <laughs> two million dollars worth of cars outside, you know, and um, but it was the hot spot. I mean, ball players, fat, jo- I mean, everybody. So anyway, so that that actually made me meet everyone in the neighborhood in sure. South Florida, and I brought all that to Hard Rock with me. You so know, I, I want to just like I just want to like hit that for everybody really quick, like just being in the spot where everybody was. offered you the opportunity to meet everybody, which we talk about relationship capital all the time. Like that offered you the opportunity to be able to do that. Working in the restaurant business, working in the casino business, what are some of the underliers to success? What were some of the commonalities that were successful in both places? Well, you know, I mean, I'm more about the casinos, but, you know, know, it's always challenging because you know what, Mark? You deal with people. And, you know, right. when you're dealing with the general public, it's it's really challenging, you know, at all ends, especially in the casino. I mean, everything happens in the casino. I mean, I stand there. I, I was like, like, <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, you know, Ace Rothstein. You know, I stay on a no, true story on a Saturday night. I could stand there, sit there, stand right in the middle of the casino, slow everything down. And you see everything that's happening. Right. Like every everything is going on from <laughs> I can't really mention all of it, but but it, it's all happening. Sure. It's all happening, and then it's all going down. And if you just stand there and just slow it down, and you watch, it's like basically me being back in Newark on the street corner, only thing with a roof on it, you know, and yep. just like observing, like you know, being on the street and going, okay, I, that guy, he's a bad guy. This guy. So huh? we, we talk about situational awareness as yeah. a skill set. Right. Mm-hmm. I think athletes like Mark, your college guys, when they got to the pro game, they had to learn to slow the game down because it just happened all around them. It's but a so skill set to do that. What what Henry talked about earlier, though, was he had grown up in that environment. He had been in that environment for so long, but by the time he got to that, he was able to slow it down. He was able to really see the nuances, which that's the difference between speed and suddenness. As a young guy in the profession, you could be super passionate and want to work really hard and you're moving super fast, but that doesn't offer you the ability to move when you need to move because you're trying to do everything all the time and you're everywhere. As opposed to the more veteran you become, the more experience you have, you're moving faster than people that are trying to move fast because you know when and how to move, which is a better skill set than just being able to be fast. So I think that to me is the difference between speed and suddenness is that situational awareness. What did that do for you? How were you able to really manage that when you're in the pit, you're watching everything happening? How do you prioritize? How do you then make decisions on what needs to be dealt with? And what doesn't when you got everything from A to Z happening? 
Well, you know, I started in table games, so I was actually a pit boss and so forth and so on. So, you know, I mean, being inside, actually inside the pit and in a dice pit, you know, that that uh, the dice game moves extremely fast. OK, yeah. so everything is happening, especially when you have a big crowd around you. The dice are moving, the dice are hot. You know what I mean? So, the, the, you know, and you're just it's senses. Yeah, you have to. The senses is, you know, you start feeling it. You start feeling the senses and you, you know, and then, you know what, Mark, you, you're, you're 100 percent correct, because guess what? It takes time. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you don't build that sense for your business in, you know, in, in like, you know, and again, like what, what you said, and I think I said is that you slow down to go faster. Right. You know, so so the thing, so, you know, you have and there's nothing like the experience. Yeah. You, know, you can't buy it. You, you so, got to be able, you got to go through it. You got to get you got to get punched in the face sometimes. You know, that, like, you know, that and, has been the hardest part for me transitioning from football to business because while mm -hmm. there are a ton of parallels that helped me speed up the learning curve mm -hmm. it's still a learning curve I, I, yeah. there's no shortcut it wow. still is the curve and so for me I when I left football I was confident that I could step into any room with any coach <laughs> and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you in terms of organization in terms of x's and o's and all of that, and it takes time to. It took me fourteen years to get there. And, and you know what? And people realize that, okay? So, like in my business in the casino at the Hard Rock, right? At the end, and not even at the end, from the beginning, I went there with twenty-five years worth of experience. But then, but when you negotiate with that, with that, with that level of confidence, because of your background experience, the, they feel it. Yeah, the, you know the people that you're across the table with, they feel it. I negotiated, like I told my CEO, and he actually started with me back in back in the day in Valley Park Place. I told him, I says, yeah, "It's easy for you. You go to Wall Street with with this with this spreadsheet that you have, right? I yeah. negotiate with CEOs, self-made billionaires, yep, street guys, right? Yeah, yep. and all up and down all day negotiating for this property." Right. That's what you know. But the thing is that my strength was that I had the experience behind me. Right. If I was that same kid with with you know with Cadillac Bob, I yeah. wouldn't be able to do it. Right. <laughs> you didn't know shit. Right. <laughs> and we'll go to overtime. So I wanna we yeah. can talk about this stuff all day, sure. but I do want to give you an opportunity to share what you're doing now. Paisano Destinations mm -hmm. is your passion. You are helping people go back to Italy. So tell us about it. Yeah. So, you know, but here we go. Like Mark said, you know, here I am now <laughs> transitioning, but it's not really that much of a transition, but at 65 years old, I, I left, you know, the hard rock. I retired, but I call it rewired into uh, Paisano That's Destinations. Great. That's, and, That's great. So, you know, at 65, so now I don't have any departments. Sure. I don't have any to go to because I had <laughs> departments coming out of my, you know, what? Yeah. My marketing, my. So, anyway. Now you're doing so it all. Here I'm 65 and I have to, like, you know, use platforms. Anyway, so I, I jumped into Pisano Destinations. It's because I was born there. I got my family there. I think I want to show people 
through my eyes what Italy is all about. Um, I learned how to book business through the casino industry. You know, I had, you know, jets, butlers, and so all of that is a luxury, uh, more of a luxury sort of one-on-one. We built, we built, uh, we built custom itineraries for the most desirable destinations in the world. That's yeah. really what we do. And, what we, and we all know the most desirable destination in the world is Naples, right? Well, the best pizza, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want well, to be honest about it. Well, so, so, you know, I mean, if you're a pizza guy, yeah, that's one of the most desirable destinations in the world. No wow. doubt about it. Well, one, about Naples, but one thing about Naples, though, uh, you got to understand, it's one of the oldest cities in all of Europe. It was yep. founded by the Greeks. Yep. And then the Romans actually kicked them out. But yep. it was Nap- Napolis that was the original name of it. So. Yep. You know, and, and the thing is, it, what's really great about Naples, people don't really understand, is that, you know, it has a lot of history. And not only does it have a lot of history, it also has the ruins under Naples. Yeah. And it's called Naples Underground. And you go under there, and it's basically the Roman ruins are, like, intact. Wow. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, I, I, I am way overdue for you to book a trip for my wife and I back to Sicily because we... I'm going- I'm going on our last too. trip to Italy. We got to go to Taormina, which we loved that city and it was uh-huh. fantastic. But I know that there's so much more in Italy uh-huh. or in, especially in Sicily that we need to see. So we will definitely be Thank asking you. you to build yeah. a great itinerary for us to do that. I'm going to Sicily June, uh, May 30th. Okay. How long so, are you staying? Um, I'm only staying a week. So what okay. I'm doing is, is that I'm actually going with my supplier yeah. As, a, as a tourist, because I want to see how they actually treat the clients. Yeah. And I'm doing Taramina, Syracuse, yep. uh, and uh, two other stops. And uh, so I'm going to be, you know, so then I, like, like anything else, like we just discussed, you have to be, yeah, I want to speak intelligently about my business. I've been all over Italy. I haven't been to Sicily. When you go to Taramina, stop into Lorenzo's shoe shop. Take a Hold picture on. with Lorenzo and tell him that Mark Noodleberg sent you and uh, he loves his loafers still. And that's a father and son business as well. That right? is a father and son business. They are unbelievable dudes. They do a great job on social media. And uh, you, I'm sure you will walk out with a pair of shoes when you go in. Well, you know what? I'm going to take a picture and send it to you. Yeah, please I'm do. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's, awesome. a, that's, a, that's a must. Henry, fantastic thank that job. Man. Thank you for that nugget. I need more. Oh, yeah, because... I'm going to be telling people, hey, stop at Lorenzo's joint. There you go. <laughs> well, it works, man. Word of mouth, baby. Word of mouth. Oh, that's, fantastic. How, that's how I'm trying to build a business. Word of yep. mouth, organically. Thank you for having me on. Thank you that I could, you know, about my business, talk about my business. Thank you so much. You're you the got best. it, Henry. Thank you. Oh, Great mother in the hot seat. Thank you, man. Thank you. Amen to that one. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We will see you on Monday. Let's get down to business. I'm up, please don't worry about me I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business